Hey everyone, this is Eric, and welcome to the CBC Podcast Behind the Pulpit. This Sunday, we kicked off a brand new series called Kings, which is a continuation of our five-year journey through the Old Testament. And Pastor Brandon talked about the idea of God as king. Today, I'll be joined by Brandon to discuss Sunday's message. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Thanks for listening. All right, I am here with uh, Brandon. Brandon, welcome. Thanks. Cool. So we uh, kicked off a brand new exciting series, something that we've been talking about for a while. And um, you did an awesome job kicking it off, starting it. And before we kind of dive into a lot, I just wanted to get your thoughts on how you think things went, um, just kind of in hindsight. It was just yesterday. Yeah. Um, how you how you feel about it now? Anything you kind of want to touch up on or add or? Uh, man, I feel, I feel good. You know, it was one of those messages I was, um, I was obviously really excited to give as I talked about in last week's podcast. And as we've talked about, um, it's just a theme that one is really important to our church moving forward. And two is just near to my heart. It's something that I feel like is, um, yeah, just something I, I, I wanted to communicate. Um, but I was really, uh, I was really anxious about this message. One, because I had to draw. Like, <laughs> I can't even tell. It's so dumb, right? Like, I'm going to talk for 40 minutes and draw these little stick figures, but the drawing just made me really nervous. And so I wasted like half of one of those um, big poster boards <laughs> practicing and getting everything <laughs> the way I wanted yeah. it to look. Um, but yeah, also just because of, in terms of preparation, um, I did want to leave it a little bit more just free flowing in terms of like the manuscripting and stuff. And, you know, for those listening who don't know, you know, just my typical preparation is, I, you know, I write out my sermons word for word and, you know, on a, on any given week, I'll veer off from that, you know, by 10%. I'm, I'm trying not to like, just look at my notes, although I do more than I'd like to. But for this one, I went into it really like I had the, I had manuscripted it, but I, I really didn't want to stick to it too closely you and i had talked about mm-hmm. that you were very encouraging of just kind of going for it and so um i think just the unknown of this one of exactly um you know how it was going to come out both visually with the drawing mm-hmm. but also you know being able to communicate that well without as much reliance on the manuscript um so yeah in that sense it was nerve-wracking but i think that made it that much more um I think just kind of invigorating and, and rewarding to come out of it and feel like, okay, like I said what I wanted to say. And, and I felt like, you know, people, people were, were tracking the idea, mm-hmm. which is always a risk, right? Like mm-hmm. the less you stick to your notes, the more you're prone to going all over the place. So no, so I, I felt good and, and it was, it was really fun. And, um, I enjoyed a little bit of a looser structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I've told you this, and, and I know it seems like we probably say this to each other all the time, but uh, yeah, it was awesome. And I think the ability to uh, clearly communicate uh, not just what the series is about, but where we're headed and give us this big picture of uh, this is what we're looking at, right? This is what the, this is the ultimate the story of the Bible. Mm-hmm. This is where we're at. This is where we're going. And then to do it in, in kind of your element, your, your way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, taking that step of faith of, of drawing, using the visual, which was so helpful because the visual is what communicated. 
right. everything you're saying and everything where we're headed. Um, and then to do it kind of just comfortably, freely, I, I just felt it was a, a just a lot of things coming together at the right time. Mm. Um, and to see you up there, uh, painting that picture for us, casting that vision, and clearly teaching what the Bible says and what the series is going to be about uh, was huge. Mm. So, yeah, I, I just want to affirm you in that. Oh, thanks, man. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, for those of you listening, if you didn't get to uh, be here, listen to the sermon, I encourage you to go online uh, or check, download our app and listen to the, the sermon uh, in its length. And uh, we'll have to find a way to get those pictures to mm, you so that yeah. they can visually see it, too. And uh, even though we don't have it here with us now, and, and we don't usually do this on the podcast, but I thought for this one, yeah, you could summarize right. what you talked about. It would be it'd be great. So obviously, if you don't listen to it, go online, listen to the whole sermon, its length. But at the same time, I'd love for you to just kind of summarize what you talked about. Yeah. Um, in light of how big it is uh, yeah. in terms of where we're at. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of I mean, and, and I went back and forth on how much to um, try to communicate this. But there's this theme, right, that which is that God is our king. Mm-hmm. God is king. And the corollary to that being we're called to steward his kingdom or, or to bear some authority, but under him as king. And what's really cool is that that's really an intersection point for this series. And, you know, just the larger series that we've been doing for the last two and a half years. And this kind of picture of discipleship that, mm-hmm. you know, we're pursuing. And um, the thing that's hard to communicate to people who are just listening and who haven't been a part of that journey is it really is a lot of different roads coming together for us as leaders mm-hmm. at like the perfect time in the perfect way. You know, we've been talking a lot over the past couple of years about um, just this idea of the kingdom of God. It's something that um, I've wanted to do a series on for a while. We almost did a series last spring on mm-hmm. it. Um, we're in the middle of this journey through the Old Testament, which leads us to this point where we're talking about the kings of Israel and then we've got this picture of discipleship, which uh, is going to incorporate just this theme of, of the kingship of God and, and the importance mm-hmm. of us um, understanding the larger kingdom picture of our lives and our faiths. And so um, that's that's the main theme, and it ties kind of everything together that God is king. Mm-hmm. And so really kind of what I wanted to do for people yesterday was just walk through how we see that in scripture. And I felt like the best place to start um, was Genesis because it's it's so clear there. And, and if you start there, you get a sense of how I think the story builds and repeats itself. Um, one of the things that's just cool is, is you study the Bible is how how much there's these themes that just jump out at you once you see them right and there's Mm -hmm. this idea of like typology right you have this this paradigm that god wants to show us but then he shows it to us in different ways Mm -hmm. and so the paradigm here is just this idea that god creates us to be in relationship with us you know to love us to walk with us to know us to be like a father and and even a friend right but then he does that not just for the sake of the relationship, but because he has a purpose for us. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the picture I drew was God wears the big crown, but he gives us a little crown, mm-hmm. which is so significant, right? That idea that we have a role to play in his ruling the world. Right. And I think it's so cool to think about God, right? God made everything to be good. Mm-hmm. And that's like, 
that's his mission for our world is, is to kind of just kind of propagate and, and push forward his goodness into, into creation. And we're a part of that. And so we wear this little crown of in our spheres of influence and in the ways that we can and in the world and our relationships with each other and our relationship with the earth and, and nature and, and all things to, you know, to bring that reign of, of God's goodness and peace. And so that's really, I mean, that was when I thought about this, this picture and I started to envision it in my head. I was just thinking big crown, little crown. Mm. And the starting point is God wears the big crown. We wear the little crown. And then really the secondary point of that is that the nature of sin is to flip that. And for us mm. to look at God and say, well, I want to be in charge. I don't want to live my life in service of your purpose. You know, as good as it might be, I want to do things my way. I want, you know, as I said, it to be able to determine what's right and wrong for myself. Mm-hmm. And so sin is us taking a grab at the big crown. It's like, I'm going to make my own kingdom for my own stuff, for my own purposes. And God, you do what you want to do over there. And so... You know, us with the big crown, God with the little crown is just the perversion of what God designed us for. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of the nature of human existence throughout our history, starting in Genesis 3. You know, like, as I said, starting on page two of the Bible, we leave that kind of perfection. And so kind of just the whole story brings us through this process of, of God trying to lead us back. You know, and the cool thing again, and I mentioned this a little bit, I, I kind of want to talk about it more, but I decided not to, is we know the end of the story, mm-hmm. right? Is that revelation shows us we're going to get back there. And so I think that's a really cool idea because the Bible tells us this is what matters in the story because here's how it starts and here's how mm-hmm, it ends. Mm-hmm. And right, if you know that, you read any book, right, you know what the plot is. Yeah. And so... That part gave me the chills, by the way. When you <laughs> it's, pointed it's so that out. Cool. Yeah. Th- yeah. And it's, oh my gosh. Yeah. The beginning and the end, and to, to know that. Yeah. That part gave me the chills. I'll say yeah. that. And that's one of my favorite things about setting uh, the end time, setting Revelation, is it's like, whoa, it's so clear. And mm-hmm. one of the reasons why we don't have a sense of that big picture is because we don't read Revelation. Mm-hmm. And so we don't know that it's like, oh, the end of the story. It's exactly like the beginning. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. You know, or sometimes a, we don't read the beginning with that lens. Right. And yeah. I think you mentioned that sometimes it's so easy to read Genesis about us. Yeah. What's he saying about us? How did yeah. he create us? And the earth and yeah. what, you know, and all that. But yeah. Not about him and, and seeing it from that point. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, just, and then from there, just to show how I think Exodus and Joshua are just kind of a recapitulation, a repeating of this story that God is telling of, you know, God wants to reign over us as King. And that's kind of the story of the early years of Israel. It's Mm -hmm. like theocracy, God rules the nation and the people see him as King. Mm -hmm. And they again, try and fail to wear the little crown. And so kind of just, you know, that, that, that whole story, we don't need, need to get into details. We're having the podcast on Exodus, and we'll talk more about that. But, you know, when we get to First Kings, it's basically like that's where everything changes because it goes from people rebelling to God as king to God saying, no, no, we officially want to be king. Like, we're going to make this 
the actual structure of our nation. We're rejecting the concept of theocracy, that mm-hmm. God reigns over us, and we're going to monarchy. And so I think that's just an interesting way to view First, first and Second Samuel and just the story of David. Yeah. It's like it looks like an awesome time, mm-hmm. and then things get bad after that. Mm-hmm. But it's actually, that's the start of things being bad. This The minute they take that grab for the crown, it's like, as the reader, you're supposed to say, oh, this isn't going to be good. You know, this is going to lead to some problems. How are they going to get themselves out of this? And mm-hmm. so, as I said, the cool thing is, is when we're all said and done with this part of the story, we get to point towards Jesus mm-hmm. and how much just the language of Jesus's life and ministry and death and resurrection just, again, brings us back to this story. Um, and so I'm super excited for that. Yeah, that's great. I mean, something you just touched on, I want to make sure that those listening here is that there's going to be two additional podcasts mm-hmm. in addition to this one where we're going to dive in deeper, recapping Exodus and Joshua, mm-hmm. the last two series that we did. So at any point you want to go more in depth, you can actually just jump on over and listen to that. But that'll give you a clear, even clearer picture of how this concept is being built up, this big crown, little crown, this tension from Genesis to, to where we are in First Kings, First mm-hmm. and Kings, or Samuel. Yeah. So, yeah, I encourage you guys to listen to that as well. Uh, you know, I think listening to those both will really bring you up to speed as we dive in deeper to this upcoming series. So, just plug in that uh, before we move on. Yeah, we haven't recorded it yet, but I'm positive it's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's the plan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I think, uh, yeah, e- even the idea of big crown, little crown, and the two different contrasting pictures, yeah. I think one of the things that was really eye-opening and just a great reminder, too, is like the original picture of how God intended it. You know, the fact that God's wearing the big crown, and he's so good to create us in a way that we have a crown, too. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. sometimes it's imagining God with the big crown and us with just nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe even like shackles in a way of like, oh, we're just servants, right? Yeah. And because that's how we view Genesis, it's therefore easy to view Revelation like that. Yeah. And you'll hear people comment, right? Like, like heaven sounds kind of boring. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because it's not realizing this this picture of big crown. And oh, there's this little crown. There's this gift that God invites us into mm-hmm. a way of living, of experiencing what he does. Right. Yeah. So that was really happening for me of like, wow, that was a great reminder of how good God is and mm-hmm. that he would orchestrate it that way. And then even that picture of sin, sometimes we envision like sin at its core is like us wearing the big crown and we just reject God fully. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, even the fact that, no, it's just, we still recognize he has a crown. It's just a little smaller than ours. Yeah, yeah. And even that in itself, how sinful that is. Yeah. When we just think like, and just practically, and we'll get into it more later, that how we sometimes rationalize that, right? Like, no, we still view God as king. Yeah. Not recognizing we just have the bigger crown. Yeah. And not seeing how sinful that is. So I think that... I think, yeah, I mean, I was really blown away by the pictures and how mm. clearly that was communicated with that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad the pictures worked because, you know, at, there were points where I was like, is this even worth it? You know, I'm stressing out. I'm spending all this time practicing. So it's good that it was kind of resonant for people. But I think that's that's a great point. And just that idea that, you know, I mean, for a lot of us, right, like God, God wears a very big crown. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think for a lot of Christians, 
you would actually say God wears the biggest crown possible it's just not the crown over my kingdom mm-hmm. right so you say well god is sovereign over the nations and god is in control of everything god has predestined us from here to be you know and and, and they're thinking about god and he's worthy of worship and and so in their minds it's like god has this crown but the question isn't well over that stuff mm-hmm. the question is like think about you know i drew that circle around the person and their yeah. crown it's like question is what's the size of the crown relative to your world you know mm-hmm. and, and kind of you know your sphere of influence and i think for most of us that's the challenge is not you know well how big is god's crown relative to everybody else mm-hmm. how big is god's crown relative to mine yeah when it comes to things that are important to me mm-hmm. you know and i think that's where we really struggle and just throughout this series and moving forward in the next few series I think that's one of the big things that we're going to tackle, you know, Mm -hmm. is God's kingship over my life, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's easy to put God as king over, you know, things that we don't care about. Yeah. And so, you know, and that, and I think that's where you really get into, I think the, 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 how hard it is to, to deal with, with sin, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's not simple and it's not supposed to be simple and it's not behavior modification. It's not mm. trying. It's a complete reworking of how we view our lives and our stuff mm-hmm. and ourselves and, and God in relationship to that. And so um, I think that's going to be a really interesting conversation. And, you know, just for the record, I, I think I can sp- safely speak for you, too. It's like mm-hmm. we're in process with this, all of this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. I don't think anyone can say, you know, that first picture God fully big crown, me fully small crown. I don't think anyone can say that's their life across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's a matter of well, what is my perspective towards it and how am I how am I working towards that and in, in the next thing, in the next thing, in the mm-hmm. next thing. And I think that's where life gets really cool is as you begin to see new things and new kingdoms in your life. Mm, where it's like, yeah. oh no, I need to put God as, as king there. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I think um, one of the, I mean, I love the way you concluded it of just, you know, for today, let's just reflect on where we're, where we're, where are we mm-hmm. on this spectrum, right? Um, and making it very clear that, you know, there really isn't a middle. Yeah. And yeah, we may not all be up top and perfect and that's okay, but we can't be okay with this idea that there's a middle mm-hmm. and we're okay there, right? Um you know, without giving away too much of kind of where we're headed and all the application for every single message, just yeah. for someone who's genuinely wanting to, like, how do I know where I'm at? You know, like, I I think I want God to wear the big crown, I wear the little crown, but maybe just kind of shoot, like, what what are some ways that we can ask that question and really kind of discern yeah. where we're at? Um, I mean, I think... We've talked. I think we've talked about this in podcasts before. Is you know, like, I think just that that simple question of like, what's important to us? You know, mm. what do we think about? How do we spend our money? How do we spend our time? Reveals a lot to us about, you know, what's what's king over our life. You know, yeah. And I think in a lot of ways, it's it's the places where we are just resistant to 
resistant to change, right? Like, so there are places in our lives where, where we're very open, you know, we're willing to ask the question, mm. how might I do this differently? And how, how might my life look different if, if God spoke into it? And then there are places in our life where it's like, no, I, I like it this way, mm, yeah. you know, and, and I don't. And if somebody tries to give you a suggestion about like, for example, how you parent, or someone tries to give you a suggestion in a sermon about basketball and, and, and your relationship with that or about missions and evangelism, and you just feel this resistance. Mm-hmm. Like, no, don't tell me how to do that. That, I think, is the greatest test of yeah. you know, where we are reigning. Because that's, again, that's you feel disrespected a little bit because it's like, no, no, no I'm king here. Yeah. You don't get to tell me how yeah. to do this. Don't tell me who's king. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, and so when you feel that resistance, whether it's hostile or whether it's just kind of this discomfort, yeah. you're like, oh, I don't want to deal with that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to think about my marriage. I don't want to think about how I raise my kids. I don't want to think about how I'm spending my money. When you get to that place where it's, you feel that tension, you know. Yeah. You know, and I think like, as much as it might be be hard, I think it's everyone can I, can I think can identify some of those places, and then from there, I think it's just a process of of seeing, you know, a lot of them are, are interconnected, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of those things are are related to each other, and so I think just testing those responses to things, and you know, what what kind of things you're open to, and what kind of things you're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really good insight. Um, and I think sometimes, right, the older we get, I mean, I see it myself, right? You just assume like, oh, this is how I am. Right. Oh, yeah. this is just how I like things. This, this is, is fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But to to ask the question, say, no, that could be a, a great indicator that maybe that's a realm in in, in my life that I got to really take a l- hard look at mm-hmm. and say, yeah. who's king over this in yeah. this area? So, yeah, just starting there, I think, is a, there's plenty of stuff in our lives to give us stuff yeah. to work on if we just start there right yeah i mean just just a few examples i mean to make it really tangible is like i've talked about this in a lot of messages is for me a few years ago that was relationships and community and just this feeling of like no i like how i do things i'm an introvert i have a few close friends i don't need a small group i don't need more relationships i don't need to be out there with people and when those messages would come up I, you know you don't almost like it's almost like you shut down a little bit mm. like oh i've heard this before and i don't do it that way and that's okay and i'm different hmm. right like it's different for me because of this and we're always good at making excuses for the things that we think we're in control of mm. right because well, i'm different and you know and my mom would tell me like <laughs> you know like, you should be in a small group and you know i i feel that threat <laughs> <laughs> you don't you're not the boss of me it was like well you made me so you are but (laughs) but you know you feel that and and then over time is just you know once you you begin to recognize that and and you see like oh this is this resistance is coming from from something that's not good it's almost that recognition that like this is my way and, and god's way could be better and i'm i'm holding myself back from just you know, and again, this comes down to trusting God's goodness and sovereignty mm-hmm. and love for us. But I'm holding myself back from something that God wants for me. 
I think recognizing that helps a lot in the process of, of change, mm-hmm. you know, is realizing like just literally imagine, okay, I need to take off the crown here and mm-hmm. give it to God. And, and what does that look like? And, you know, as I said, you know, every year and every few months, it's like, I'll recognize something else in my mm-hmm. life. And yeah. I think there are a thousand unknown little kingdoms in my mind that I'm going to get to over the next God willing 40 or 50 years. Um, and that's discipleship, mm-hmm. right? That yeah. literally is. And we're going to talk about that is what, what's the next thing? And what is, what is the next thing God's inviting me to, um, to submit to his kingship? Mm-hmm. And it's, you get to a point where the more you relinquish to him as king, the more yeah. you see his goodness. And the mm-hmm. more you just see, you know, that your way, actually, you look back and say, like, well, my way actually wasn't, I wasn't a very good king over that. Mm-hmm. Then it, it becomes easier and easier the more you do it. Yeah. yeah. I love that reminder that every time you do give it to God, it's a, you get to experience and discover how good he is. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And just that point right there, because sometimes... Even for myself, it's easy to fall in this mindset of like, you know, it's it's like school. Like every year, you got to find all in. You're just you're just waiting to graduate. You're just waiting to get to that point where you don't have to do this anymore. Yeah, right. Like, when's it gonna stop? When do I finally just get to relax and, mm-hmm. but not realize? No, but each time is an opportunity to receive a gift. Yeah, right. Yeah. And you don't want it to stop. Right. You, you want to keep finding more rocks you can turn. Yeah. To, to discover the gift that's waiting. And so much of it is how we see God, right? Yeah. And how each time we do it, we get to see just how good he really is, right? Yeah. And it just increases over time. So, um, yeah, that perspective, I think, is so important in being willing yeah. to keep looking, to keep being open to how he wants to yeah. to work in us. Yeah, and, and I think it's it's cool because as, as that happens, you're your perception of what's good will change too, mm-hmm. right? Like when you're, when you're just starting off, your conception of what's good is what's good for me, right? Does yeah. this feel good? Does this make me happy? And I think God's going to meet us there, right? Yeah. And I think as when we're young Christians, like as we pursue God, I think he's really going to bless us. Mm-hmm. And as we get older and as we challenge ourselves in new ways, you realize, well, it's not always doesn't always make my life better or easier but i see what he's doing in me and through me you know for my family mm-hmm. for my relationships for other people for the world around me and and when you can again this gets into that bigger picture right when you begin to see things not in light of well, what's good in my kingdom but what's good for the larger kingdom and for what god is doing then the sky's the limit in mm-hmm. terms of how rewarding you know, that relinquishing process yeah. can be. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. Uh, you've already touched on some personal stuff and I appreciate that. Um, and, and that's what I w- kind of wanted to ask you, you know, just, I know we talked about a little bit on the last podcast, but just kind of this journey for you, right? Whether it's just studying through scripture, reading books, or even kind of looking through the Old Testament and combing through that and beginning to see this theme emerge. Yeah. Um, just how how is that journey for you? And kind of how did some of these pieces fall together? Um, and how has it affected you in terms of pastor? Yeah. You know, kind of ministry. So you've already talked a little bit about how it's affected you, but just, yeah, what are some of those things that you felt kind of God was pressing up against you and how it's shaped 
whether it's your view of ministry, how you perceive your role, this, yeah. whatever, but just yeah. kind of expand on that. Yeah. So, so I'll start off with kind of some more slightly heavier theology, and mm-hmm. then I'll kind of get to the more yeah. practical. And again, this is stuff that we're going to continue to talk about. So if you're listening, you get a sneak peek at the theology of all this. But, you know, I've always been, I mean, or I had always been coming out of seminary and just kind of my belief system generally, as I was always very reliant on Paul Mm. for kind of the driving force behind faith. And I think that's very common to, Mm -hmm. you know, evangelicals today is this idea that, you know, you know, Romans and Ephesians, that's really what the Bible is about, Mm -hmm. you know, salvation, you know, by grace through faith. And it's, it's a very, there's so much good in that, right? Because that's where we get the idea of grace. That's where we get the idea of so much of our relationship with God and how he views us and um, coming to know him and, and all that stuff. And all that's great. But I think this started as I began to really focus on like end time stuff as just a teaching point. It's something I was yeah. interested in. I loved that. That was my favorite class in seminary. And so I've taught it three or four times to different groups. Um, always really small groups. People are not always <laughs> super excited to sign up for this class, but um, of you know, Daniel and Revelation. And what you see in those books is a picture of God and life and being a follower of Jesus that doesn't totally jive perfectly with just Paul, mm. right? That there's, there's, there's overlap for sure. And they're not contradictory, but if you just stick with this picture of, you know, God invites me to a personal relationship with him. And the goal is to be forgiven so that I can go for, go to heaven. If you read through books like revelation there's more to it and you mm-hmm. recognize that. And, and this whole idea of well, like, well, like whatever you do, God loves you. And that's kind of really all there is to it. It's like, no, there's a lot of parts of the Bible that are like, man, you got to get off your butt and, and be <laughs> faithful. Yeah. Right. And, and, and not to say like that it's works-based salvation, but mm-hmm. it's like, well, your calling isn't to sit around and be loved by Jesus. Yeah. It just isn't, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and then, and then you know, you take that, and then I, I spent some time studying the Gospels and, and the ministry of Jesus, and you realize, same thing, that there's this expansion of what Jesus is talking mm-hmm. about that isn't just like, hey, guys, like, I'm just here to love you and um, come sign up for heaven tickets, yeah, yeah. right? Like, that's not what Jesus Have a great life in the meantime. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, again, we started this Old Testament series, and, and all of these things um, are expanding just the theological horizons of what is the, the story of the Bible about. Yeah. And it was really challenging for me because I, I had truly and honestly just been a Paul guy, mm. you know, and that's like, mm. you know, again, that's, that's not uncommon. And, and so the questions that I, I had to wrestle with were, what is the story that, that ties it all together? And so, um, I think really a lot of just by, I think God's sovereignty, you know, just kind of ended up reading certain things and coming across certain books and, and certain insights that just began to to show me how, how there's a coherence to the biblical story when you line things up around, um, just God's kingdom and Mm -hmm. God is King. Mm -hmm. And it's a picture that allows for Paul to be super true 
and allows for us to hit that and be all about grace and experience a relationship with Jesus that's real and vibrant, mm-hmm. but also incorporates all that other stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, be faithful, serve the kingdom, you know, reach out to others, be mindful of like justice and the planet and, and you know, and, and the daily choices you make and all this kind of stuff, yeah. right? And so um, just expanding that horizon has mm-hmm. been um I think something that began a few years ago and you know, it's has been challenging, mm-hmm. but really rewarding. Yeah. And so just from a ministry perspective, I think some of the things again, that I had always just kind of been like a, like just understand Paul and you'll be good, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And, and mm-hmm. that was kind of how I came up is like, like teaching. It's yeah. all about learning and understanding just the depths of the atonement and the mm. gospel and the mechanism by which we're saved. And what I found is like, look, that's good. Uh, again, we don't want to leave yeah, that behind, yeah. but I felt so drawn to other parts of, you know, th- these other related issues, yeah. you know, it's like joining a small group and seeing just the value of community and doing life with people. You know, I started going to Baja and recognizing mm. there's something to this that, God's inviting us to beyond just just me and and you know there's all these different things that I'm recognizing now that we as a church you know have to have to embrace and be a part of and so um I think again for the last couple of years I've I've been trying to figure out how to add on all that other stuff while leaving us where we are were theologically and mm. I think what we've recognized in yeah. our conversations in this past year is now we have to help people understand that picture We're, that, we're still good. Oh, okay. So the, the power just went off. <laughs> God is speaking. To yeah. Us. yeah. Um, yeah. So just, I lost my train of thought, but yeah, yeah. Just so that, that we're kind of recognizing that theological paradigm. And then we can say, this is what me- that means for us and, and how we live, mm-hmm. which is exciting. It's a lot. It's, it's, it's a lot to, to bite off, but I think, I think it's going to be really rewarding. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Sorry, I lost my train of thought too. Power <laughs> light, literally shut off. Literally the lights went, went off. <laughs> but now we're good. We're back. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny because at the end of the day, it is on all of us, right? It's like, oh, so what we're saying is like in order to understand the, 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 the depth of the whole Bible, we need the whole Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And But it's like it's not. It's, it's weirdly not dumb because mm-hmm. a lot of us have been raised yeah. with Paul, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and when we think about well, the, the Bible's got some good stories and, you know, we go to the Old Testament and we can learn about people and how to be courageous and, you know, these yeah. kind of ancillary things. But when you really want to answer the question, what is God doing in our life and what does God want from us? You go to Paul, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and even just like the idea that, you know, as we're constructing our idea of the church and what faith looks like, we're leaving out a lot of Jesus. Mm. <laughs> right, we're leaving a lot of what Jesus yeah. said, and we're trying to make Jesus's words fit in with what Paul said. That's just strange, right? Mm. Like, I mean, I'm all for the inerrancy of Scripture, and Paul's words are, you know, are God breathed as well. Mm-hmm. But let's not put Jesus below that. Yeah, you know, that's just. Yeah, and so I think we have to come up with, you know, a system that accounts for all of those voices yeah. and 
I think at the top of that list needs to be Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so interesting because it made me think of how many sermons start off with. Paul says this, and just to prove it, Jesus did it too. <laughs> yeah. Therefore, yeah. you should as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or Jesus said this, but what it really means is this because that's kind of weird and it doesn't fit with what we think of Paul, right? And yeah. so we're always kind of trying to think about Jesus's words in relationship to mm-hmm. the true gospel in our minds, yeah. which is only Paul. And so that's, anyway, I mean, theologically, that's kind of a deep cut. And if you're kind of yeah. lost, we're going to unpack yeah. that more. Yeah. Um, but it's, I think you're you're making the, the point in the best way. It's like we have to account for all of scripture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I, I appreciate so much. I mean, it's been awesome just to journey together and seeing this and, and you really helping us walk through it. It's coming mm-hmm. through your own personal studies, but also as you're incorporating it in your own life. Mm. You know, I think I see so much of, of the parallel. It's not just heady stuff that, you know, you're reading and then we're regurgitating, but you're walking it. Mm-hmm. And something you said on Sunday, you know, on Sunday was, uh, was real powerful for me was when you were pointing to the picture of this is how God intended it. This is how one day it's going to be. And for you to tell the church, right? Hey, this is what we're going to go for. Mm. Because if we don't, Right. We, as your pastors, as your leaders, have, have failed you. Yeah. You know, and just seeing that, that heart of a shepherd and, and really laying that before the church, and, and I can see that in, in, in the way you, you said it with sincerity, with passion, but also a bold conviction. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, like I want, I want more of that. Yeah. You know, as, as pastors and for all of us as leaders to really carry that through. And I hope that those who are listening, those who are here on Sunday as we journey together, like that, this is the why. We're talking about it. We're, we're, you know, drawing about it, (laughs) recording about it because it's so important. Yeah. You know, and at the end of the day, it's not because we just have some cool ideas to make CBC better. Right. But this is a life that God created us for. Yeah. It's where he's taken us. We just have to choose whether we're going to go with or not. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that brings up a great thing I, I wanted to emphasize on the podcast, right? It's just this idea of, you know, being created for a purpose, you know, mm-hmm. and that, you know, w- we look at creation and our relationship with God and we think about we're created for relationship, but there's relationship plus purpose. Yeah. And if you lose out on that purpose part, the beauty of the gospel is you still have the relationship you have absolutely missed out on something so good. And I think that's a tragedy for any one life. But when you think about an entire church that's called to do so much in the kingdom, right? Like each individual church has a specific role to play in God's kingdom that, that matters, mm-hmm. you know, and that, you know, it's called to, you know, bring restoration to people's lives and to the world around us. And if we don't, <laughs> we just sit around thinking over ourselves and, doing whatever then I get I, you know I get sad thinking about it and I think yeah. that's the part that you know if you're not careful you do get into unhealthy places like frustration and, and bitterness but what it should inspire us to is just you know drivenness you know that mm-hmm. for lack of a better term that mamba mentality about yeah. our faith right well is said. like this matters mm-hmm. and we're gonna blood sweat and tears to get there because there's nothing that matters more. Yeah. 
well said timely said you know um drop the mic with the mamba mentality yeah right? yeah. <laughs> yeah hey that was great um i think you couldn't have ended it better and summarized kind of what sunday's about where we're headed anything else you want to add before sign off no no um listen to the exodus and joshua podcasts i think they'll be they'll be really informative and helpful even if you went to those those sermons um there's a lot happening there you know and it's been a long time Mm -hmm. since we walked through that and just again i've made this point over and over and over again in this series but to appreciate the story it just helps to have have a pretty deep sense of where we've been and that'll help us in where we're going yeah Cool. Well, thanks so much, Brandon. Yeah, just like you said, we'll have the uh, other two podcasts up and up uh, shortly as well. So stay tuned for that. But hey, thanks for listening today. Hope you enjoy the podcast.